Well, let me ask you something. Is your future bigger than your past? That's a question we're going to talk about today. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, you know, there's a whole lot of change going on. No question about it. And a lot of people are talking about, you know, the good old days. I mean, meaning the first part of 2020, wanting to get back to that. Convinced that we've reached a peak, things are going to be downhill from here. We're going to look at that. We're going to look at why that is not a good mentality, not a good approach. You want your future to be bigger than your past. And we're going to deal with just that one thing. We're going to have kind of a summertime episode here today. Just a short topic, one topic that I really want you to remember. Our quotation for today comes from Pope John the 23rd, who said, Consult not your fears, but your hopes and your dreams. Think not about your frustrations, but about your unfulfilled potential. Concern yourself not with what you tried and failed in, but with what is still possible for you to do. Boy, that ought to pull you forward. What is it still possible for you to do? Now, a couple notes here before we dig into this. Got an upcoming webinar coming up on July 23rd, Thursday at both 1 o'clock and 7 o'clock Central. You can go to 48days.com slash webinar to get the details. The title is going to be Three building blocks to get your business off the ground. Now, in the Eagles community, I've been doing a small group that we call Will It Fly? And it's from those principles, seeing people take ideas, and I'll be sharing some of those in this webinar, taking simple ideas and building real businesses. I'm telling you about some of the people who are in there who are pivoting from professional degrees be that physician, dentist, pharmacist, and how they've validated their background, but taken it in a new direction so they no longer do what people normally do in those professions. Hey, we're going to have fun with that. If you got a business idea you want to get off the ground, make sure you join us and go to 48days.com slash webinar for that. Now, I want a bigger future. Now, the reason this is kind of top of mind for me is this. Joanna and I are preparing for a move to Florida. And I've been kind of blown away at what I've experienced because it seems that most people recognizing our age and geographical destination assume we are retiring. And images that come to mind with that word, I mean, run chills up and down my spine. I mean, would I really be looking forward to stopping the work that I do in favor of what sitting on the front porch, shuffleboard, bingo, or even golf. (laughs) We're moving into a golf community and I'm not a golfer. Well, do you think Joanne's going to stop the flow of her beautiful art and her active engagement with friends and family? Now here's a story that I want to share with you that kind of gives a little backdrop for this, and then we'll come back to some simple principles that'll help you keep moving forward 
toward a bigger future. On Sunday morning, July 20th, 1999, Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Astronaut Buzz Aldrin took communion and read Jesus' words from John 15.5. On the morning of July 21st, the next morning, Neil Armstrong stepped out onto the moon's surface, followed 19 minutes later by Aldrin. Together, they planted a flag. You can remember that iconic image. They talked to President Nixon on their communication gear. They gathered samples from the moon's surface. And then on the voyage back to Earth, now there were some challenging things that happened. Boy, there were a couple moments in that flight where they weren't sure they were going to get back, but they did. And on the way back to Earth, Aldrin broadcast his reading of Psalm 8, 3 and 4. When I consider the heavens, the work of thy hands, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Now, there's something happens, we're told, when astronauts or anybody's been up in space and they see the Earth from that perspective. It's called the overview effect. That term was coined by Frank White. The overview effect. When you see Earth from outer space, you don't see country or state borders. You don't see different races, classes, socioeconomic levels, it gives you a different perspective on the world. We're we're told that those people are never the same again. But here's the deal. With what should have been an incredible positive experience to prepare him for the next season of life nearly ruined Buzz Aldrin. During the three-week quarantine that was then required of astronauts upon returning from space, Aldrin immediately began an alcohol bender that didn't end for over nine years. His marriage of 21 years quickly decayed and ended. His prestigious military career that earned him the flight privilege deteriorated, ended in disgrace. I mean, NASA used him as kind of a a pawn to travel around and talk about being on the moon, but didn't give him any responsibilities. Finally, he was encouraged by a therapist to take a regular job, and he worked at a Cadillac dealership in Beverly Hills where he did not make a sale for six months. And incidentally, he wrecked a few cars while he was there as well because of being drunk. Now, he's been arrested multiple times, charged with assault, now has three ex-wives, and in a 2018 suit, He filed against his three children to remove them from his social media accounts, finances, and businesses. How did this happen? I mean, how could the first astronaut with a doctoral degree, who was also a Presbyterian elder, who was so successful and brilliant as Buzz Aldrin, how did he experience such a negative shift? Well, Aldrin himself gave kind of an insight into that in his 2009 autobiography, Magnificent Desolation. Here's what he says. The transition from astronaut preparing to accomplish the next big thing to astronaut telling about the last big thing did not come easily to me. What does a man do for an encore? Now, even during the return flight from the moon, he says he became absorbed in negative thinking about that. I mean, staring down at that tiny ball called Earth, he realized he had no next big thing. I mean, how could anything top what he had just done? 
His future held nothing to look forward to. He had peaked at 39 years old. And alcohol provided just the solution to ease the pain of that recognition. Now, according to Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach, I mean, many of you know that I'm involved in strategic coach. Dan Sullivan's a founder. He says, when your status becomes more important than your growth, you typically stop growing. However, when growth is your ongoing motive, then status continues to increase as well. But you won't be attracted by the status. The desire for growth draws you forward. You can walk away from a former status to create a new one. See, here's the thing. If you're not completely excited about the future you see unfolding before you, then you may have a problem. And if you retire in the traditional sense, you may have just told your body and mind they're no longer important. We see that played out a lot. People retire and two years later, they're gone. No real reason, except they didn't. Well, let me tell you, there are three things that people need in retirement. I just had a conversation, did an online conversation with Roger Whitney from Rock Retirement. We talked about these three things that people need to continue. They need friends, money, and purpose. Now, there's a lot of people these days who, in their later years, have plenty of friends and plenty of money. But you know what? They still need a purpose, need a reason for getting up in the morning. I can imagine not having that. I mean, if you don't see a big future, if you have a limited future, that'll shrink your current identity and make you less capable of serving and contributing today. As Dan Solomon says, the bigger your future, the better your present. Now, is life going to change for Joanne and me? Absolutely. I mean, frankly, I welcome not having to maintain the beautiful nine acres we've enjoyed for 20 years here in Franklin. But I'm going to use that extra time for more reading more writing. Joanne's eager to move from being the art teacher to once again being the eager student. But here's where it gets kind of interesting for most people. I mean, don't we work only long enough to accumulate enough money to then not have to work any longer? I mean, isn't that the American dream? The sooner we have enough of a nest egg financially, we change our lives and no longer have to be productive. But now, wait a minute. I mean, does that sound as selfish to you as it does to me? If I have the ability to work and to make money, even if I don't need it personally, do I maybe have the responsibility to steward that gift well? And maybe as the Old Testament talks about, simply use it to be blessed, to be a blessing. I mean, if I'm a spring of fresh water and I decide I don't need any more water, got all I need. I'm going to stop allowing that fresh water to flow through me to water the meadow down below. What's going to happen to that water? Well, you know what happens. It becomes stagnant, a breeding ground for mosquitoes. It becomes useless for the very thing for which it was created. I mean, isn't even Buzz Aldrin's response a selfish one? I mean, essentially, how can I ever have people idolize me more than right at this moment? You know, I'm reminded of what is called the one-hit wonders, being here in Nashville. We have a lot of people who had a hit song and uh, never had another one. I mean, it happens a lot. I mean, if you, if you just Google that, check that out, there are hundreds and hundreds of people who had one song 
that hit the top 40 and never again had another one. What do they do from there? I mean, is that really, is there, is there a danger in peaking? I mean, think about, think about athletes. I mean, we see this a lot. Wow. If somebody's in the NFL, you're going to reach your peak at what? 23 years old. My goodness. What if you blow out a knee at 24 years old and that's the end of your career there? Will people ever know you for something beyond having played in a Super Bowl game? Well, I hope so. There are other things to take those kind of high points and move forward. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up here today with just a real simple formula. I'm going to give you just a simple model for continuing to be of use to this world. Now, it's going to sound very familiar because I reference it frequently. It's the six points in How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Let's go through these quickly, and I'll just tell you why I think it's important. Number one, become genuinely interested in other people. Number two, smile. One word, smile. Is that important right now? You know, it's, it's interesting walking around with people with masks on. You can till, still tell if they're smiling. Their eyes tell whether they're smiling or not. Make sure people, when they read your eyes, know that you are smiling. Well, number three, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Number four, be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. I mean, think about how often you're talking to somebody and it's obvious they're not really listening. They're just waiting for you to pause for a second so they can jump in and tell you about themselves. Being a good listener will make you a friend to many. Thinking about this, this week, Joanna's been inundated with parties to honor her. It's amazing the accolades she's received this week. I'm thrilled to see that happening. Part of that is because people know she's a good listener. She's a good friend through thick and thin. Well, number five, talk in terms of the other person's interest. Number six, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. So there you go. Six simple things. Now, they have nothing to do directly with success that we would identify typically. They have nothing to do directly with making money, but they do. I mean, here's the surprise. It's in that little Cracker Jacks box we just opened up there. If you do those things, you're going to see new opportunities for solving problems. And with solving problems come opportunities for serving others well. And in serving others well, money and resources continue to flow right up until the day they lay you down one last time. Well, hey, I'm just going to remind you again, our quotation here will just start to wrap up. Consult not your fears, but your hopes and your dreams. Think not about your frustrations, but about your unfulfilled potential. Concern yourself not with what you tried and failed in, but with what is still possible for you to do. Hey, I hope you've got a big future planned. This is not an age thing. I mean, if you're in high school, you know, you can be planning what you want to do in college. If you're in college, you can be planning what you want to do in your first career position. If you're 45 years old and you've had six jobs, not sure what's next, golly, certainly draw from the past to help you get a clear focus, but 
think about what you're going to do. And when I talk about a bigger future, I'm not talking about necessarily making more money. Back in 2008, I got an enormous advance for No More Mondays. Publishers saw what had happened with 48 Days to the Working Love. There was a bidding war for my next book. I've never gotten that again, (laughs) but that's okay. Publishing has changed. It hasn't decreased my enthusiasm about writing. That's not what motivates me. I want a bigger future, and I hope that you do as well. I hope you're enjoying this uh, second half of the year. This has been a wild, crazy, interesting year, challenging. But again, with any challenge, there comes the the seeds of opportunity. That's a principle out of the old Think and Grow Rich book that with any downturn, any challenge, any obstacle, yep, there's a equal or bigger opportunity right beside or underneath that. Just got to move the boulder to be able to see it. So I hope you're doing that here in the last half of this year. Thanks for those. So many of you who are engaged in the Eagles community. Remember the webinar we've got coming up July 23rd, seven o'clock in the evening, one o'clock in the afternoon central. That's going to be that webinar on three building blocks to get your business off the ground. Go to 48days.com slash webinar for that. And thanks for being part of this growing community. Share your ideas, your successes. Shoot those in to Dan, ask Dan, rather ask Dan at 48days.com. Same thing with questions you've got that you want us to share here and unpack. We'll get back to those in future episodes. Thanks for being part of this community where we know we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.